Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I am all in. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody, Scott Patterson, I am all in podcast, iHeartRadio 111 Productions. I'm joined. By my intrepid crew, Tara sued Suzanne French, the new kid on the block and <laughs> stalwart. You know where you love her. Sometimes you don't love her so much as you really do love her. <laughs> lately, yes. <laughs> but lately, we really love her and everybody does and should. Amy Sugarman. <laughs> and Amy has a tidbit of information. Yes, thank you. On one so- of our colleagues. Danielle, Queen Danielle, had the baby. So the baby's great, about eight pounds, adorable, amazing. I won't reveal the baby's real name. We'll Mm -hmm. let her do that when she comes back. But I do know the Gilmore girl's name that the baby almost got. Oh, (laughs) I (sighs) guess. I oh, oh yeah, send your guesses because I will reveal it at the end of this episode. Oh gosh, Tara, what is your guess? And I'm gonna have a poker face. Okay, I think Gilmore related. It was gonna be Milo. Mm. Milo Romo. Moreno. Well, her last, her last Moreno. name is Moreno. Oh, it's Moreno. Yeah, yeah. she's Romo's her maiden. Milo Moreno. 
Oh, mm. no. it was going to be. Do you have a guess? It, 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 what was um, I hadn't thought about it, but I'll, I'm going to guess Logan. Mm. Scott. Logan Moreno. I think it's Lucas Moreno. I think it's mm. Luke Moreno. <laughs> we'll all find out uh-huh. at the end of this episode. Do I sound like Ryan Seacrest <laughs> after the break? Exactly. <laughs> I thought he walked in. What's weird? How'd you do that? Huh? After the break. <laughs> yeah, you do it better. You do it better. <laughs> uh, we'll find out the baby's name. No, I, I have no. I don't do, I, I don't do accents. I'll um, reveal it. I mean, we'll, I, we'll have the big reveal. Well, that's that's great. Anyway, I hope everybody um, caught the first episode of Sullivan's Crossing. We got a nice number. CW's very excited. It's going to be Wednesday nights, eight o'clock, uh, seven. You did Central. great. The good ratings. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were uh, CW's really uh, over the moon over it, and uh, uh, we'll just keep building and building and keep uh, making episodes. We're up here doing that very thing. Um, anyway, uh, let's get into this. Uh, season six, season episode six. four, always a godmother, never a god. What do we think? Well, I know people just really turn on season six, I don't know but why. so far, yeah totally good it's great mm-hmm. it's this, hysterical oh, see this is where i turn here we go why, even this why, episode turn. tara why, yeah turn. this why? is where i, uh, I don't why? know it's just i kind of agree with i'm kind of with the fans on this one it's this is where i'm just like it's not rory <laughs> mm, that's actually pretty true that's, that's that's my only issue by the way like i feel like the rest is fine it's just the mm-hmm. rory storyline right. yeah yeah, she isn't being Rory-ish. Well, sometimes, mm-hmm. but not. I think it's just hard to accept when people grow up and change, you know, and when you're used to five seasons of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a character yeah. and then she really flips. Like, it, it was like complete flip, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I still enjoy it, right. but it's definitely mm-hmm. where I kind of start falling off. All right. Well, Suzanne, you want to synopsize for us? I would love to synopsize. She's been waiting to synopsize, and you can see you can see it in her face. I didn't get to do it last time because I I had a conflict. So I now I've been waiting to synopsize. I know. I think Scott. No, no. I I had to do it. I don't know what my ratings were, but uh, (laughs) no. Actually, Suzanne texted me and she says, "If I if I don't synopsize, I'm going to hunt you down. (laughs) I'm going to end you." So go ahead. This is this is a synopsisation, and I give you, ladies and gentlemen, Suzanne French. Well, I thank you for that kind introduction. Season six, episode four, always a godmother, never a god. This aired on October fourth, two thousand five. Uh, Jackson's quirky family is in town for his oh children's god. baptisms. Suki asks Lorelai and Rory to be godmothers, and Lorelai suspects it's a ploy to get them together. Also, Luke freaks out when Brian and Zach spend all of the band's tour money. Mm. So, okay. Mm. I'll just throw it out there. The tour money thing, poor bugged. (laughs) But we can talk about that. But Nick Offerman, oh Uh. my gosh. (laughs) So good. He licking, was so... licking, licking the key <laughs> was so cringe and so great. I mean, wow. <laughs> he licks her licks and then licks him. Now we're both wet. No, let's get out of these wet clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's 
<laughs> he licks his thumb, touches her, touches himself. Uh, He's so awesome. <laughs> oh my this gosh. whole episode is like one uh, long favorite line. Like the totally. It really is, right? Theory. There's yeah. so many. Oh god. But man, can we just get it out of the way? Sure. The dumb what? recording equipment stuff. I literally was like, can we move on from this? Like this yeah. is so annoying. I feel Why like they would really, they take nine thousand dollars and buy broke ass equipment? Oh, oh God! Did you like? Was it amusing, or am I the only one that was just like, Nah? Oh. It just it just falls flat, you know. Yeah. It's uh, it, it kind I of th- dragged. I, th- I, I like the scene in the diner. That yes, that was good. Uh, yeah, I like that stuff. You know, it really, yeah, it, I flag, I threw a flag on that one too. Flag he was on the a great guy. He was a great yeah. guy. Like great their guy. sales yeah. associate. I'm just right, saying. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah I with Suzanne. Like it just dragged. Like we could have kept that diner scene and then that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we didn't need everything. And then like they didn't get, ch- it was like they didn't get change. It was like you just spent all the money. Like I was like, yeah, so you guys aren't like five years old buying a toy, you know? Right. Yeah. They went to buy a tape recorder and spent $9,000 because this guy was really cool. He thinks we're going to make it. Also, $9,000 in 2005. Right. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. spent like $20,000. Like that was annoying. And, and come on, they're not really doing that. You know what I mean? Like those guys aren't criminals that are going to steal the band money and not talk to Lane about it or poor Gil. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dumb. But the rest, pretty into. <laughs> I have a few criticisms, but right from the start, I I always like how they. I think they do this well. Scott Luke's off camera, and you hear him off camera. You know, mm-hmm. like about the baseboards. Mm-hmm. Even though it was so dated, the videotapes. Because I had that. Just <laughs> I had it and- too. <laughs> I still have boxes of VHS tapes. You know what? Um, I kind of was with her when she was like, "But you get to watch the original commercials." <laughs> Like, I kind of get it. Scott, yeah. did you used to, like, record your work on videotapes? I never recorded my work. <laughs> I never wanted to see it. When Gilmore Girls was out, there were DVDs, obviously, because they're at the end, too. But I think I still definitely had a ton of my videos. Mm. It was, like, the end of it, right? Like, 2004 or five was the end of recording on VHS. Mm-hmm. Well. You know, things I change say, fast. Yeah. I miss videos and I lost a few, but the fact that we all don't have to have all that crap is really <laughs> nice. Like all those DVDs mm-hmm. and all the VHS cassette tapes. Kind of nice that it's all just like in your phone. Well, I don't know about that. I don't really? I, I don't agree. With, I don't know if I agree with you about that. You liked having it on the, like something you could touch. Um... Well, this is a different conversation. Really? Are you a record guy? You like oh, your God. records? Oh, God, yes. You've got records. I do. I have lots of them. I love uh, them. Records are the, that is the portal that into that world. And it's a physical square. And the record itself is round portal into their brains, that band's brain. They've got the liner notes. You can read all that stuff who worked on the album, who produced the album. You got the lyrics, you got the photography inside the liner. You've got stories, you've got all kinds of things. I mean, it's an accompaniment to why, when you put the headphones on and listen to the album, 
from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I'm telling uh, you, I'm about to go to on a, finish. I'm going to have a Scott rant. Steve Jobs ruined music. When oh. he con- when he convinced, when he convinced the top artists to simply release singles, stop releasing albums. You can put them on my platform. We'll take 30%. You get 70. That and you was think he did it? It wasn't just the it natural It was his course. idea. It was his idea. Yeah. Apple I Music never was- listened oh, to Oh, sure. I never listened to I, I'm with Scott. Like, I was a, not for DVDs and, and movies. Like, those can stay on my streaming platforms. But I loved, like, the case in my car. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you used to flip through that mm-hmm. case. And, like, behind me, actually, in this, like, there's a little thing behind me. It's all records. Like, I collect vinyl now. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I love that stuff. But DVDs and movies, I'm fine with it being mm-hmm. on streaming. But, 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 right. But your album collection was a point of pride. What yeah. do you have to find you? What, who, what do you have in your album collection? You know, you have jazz records, you've got McCoy Tyner, you've got Herbie Hancock, you've got the Beatles, you've got this, you've got that, you know, you've got all these great bands and, and the, the cover art and the, and the liner art was just so interesting. You know, it just, this, that album cover alone provided so many jobs. You know, now it's all kind of gone. That experience is gone for people. And it's just sort of these singles in the cloud. And, you know, what tactile thing, what thing that you can touch, you know, that you buy the music with connects you to that music. I don't know what it is. It's it's something electronic and sort of, you know, mm-hmm. in the cloud yeah. again. So I, 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 yeah. it takes us further away from the human experience, which I object to. That's mm. my personal feelings. I, I th- really I, admire your passion for it, too. It's like. I didn't think of any of this. I just oh, thought of it as okay. like crap in my cabinet. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's like look, one person's crap is another person's gold, right? So, so true. I, so true. Yeah, I just I did uh, admire I, her random DVDs though. Magnum <laughs> PI, Knott's Landing, Twenty One mm-hmm. Jump Street. Like there was some good sort of shout outs to old stuff. So I think those VHS tapes reminded Lorelai of herself. She was outdated now, right? Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Sim- symbolism. I did not get. Symbolism. Deep symbolism, right? Whoa. Like Rory's, also- Rory's putting you in a box and throwing you away. <laughs> Whoa. Ouch. We will get to this too. Mm-hmm. The decor of Rory's room mm-hmm. at in the pool house. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's literally phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's a lot of fabrics and a lot of colors and a lot of mixed match things. And I am in. It's amazing. <laughs> Did you guys see Paul Inca just sitting on the chair too? Yeah. Right. And By the Malamars. I, I think the best uh, uh, group scene with the light, light, light and death brigade. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the best scenes they've ever done. In the pool Wait, house? Oh, with the yeah, life and the, death brigade in, in the pool in, house? In the oh, pool my house. God. Yeah. Hysterical. With the girl? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Wait, we have to talk about it all. Uh, Malamar's got a shout out too. I see, I heard that, <laughs> and it's right around the time, right? When do Malamar's come back? It's I think it's fall. Yeah, I think so. I think we last never year get this... them in California. I've never had a Malamar. Oh, Suzanne, welcome, welcome to the show. <laughs> so I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. We've been through this. It was last so year. <laughs> we found them, I believe, at Target, and we in tasted LA? them. 
I think they just came from Target. We ordered them, but I think they could be at any Target. It's just only a few certain months of the year. Hmm. We'll get them for you. We'll I knew them. that they were seasonal, I but I've never seen them in I'll LA. Get you, I'll get them for you. We'll do it again. <laughs> we'll do the Malamar roundup again. We're going to take um, care of you, Susan. We got connections. Yeah, we look, that. if we can do anything for you, it's get you a Malamar. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> and my they're cousin, actually my good. cousin works at the airport he can get me anything <laughs> <laughs> they're actually quite tasty i can't remember if someone I mean, they're covered in chocolate you can't go wrong right yeah and i think they have sort of like a really? graham crackery thing going on some white marshmallow they were they were quite tasty someone said freeze them or I, we we will have to mm. get into it. We'll make some recipes. Anyway, so then thanks go- for tuning in to the I am all in with Scott Patterson Malamar division. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll never leave us because we did have a whole Malamar edition last year, and you can't you can't escape it. No, no. Soon as we get off, I'm going on Target.com to find them. No, you they must be dealt with. She also mentioned red vines and there's (laughs) red vines are quite controversial. A lot of people are are like, Uh, no, 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 it has um, to be Twizzlers. It's gotta Uh, be Twizzlers. I'm a red vines girl myself. No, no, no. No, no, Twizzler guy, right here. No, Twizzlers Twizzlers are disgusting. I love Twizzlers too. Stop it. Red vines all the way. It tastes like chalk. Susan, what is wrong with No, no, red vines taste like plastic. What? Twizzlers I, taste like plastic. I agree. Red vines taste are, like pure sugar. It's just sugar. Well, they are. <laughs> at least, at least tw- Twizzlers have some some. I don't Chemicals? know. They've, they've got some bite in them, man. Ew! Right? If somebody oh, was like Twizzler, nice and chewy, huh? I'd say no. If someone offered me a Twizzler, I'd say no. But if they offered oh, me a red see? vine, I'd say yes. I'm the my generation it. invented sugar daddies. Back oh, off! Great. My yeah, God. See those? I don't like those either. <laughs> Wait, does anyone like have their Halloween candy already? I do. And I have Dang. Twizzlers in my little. Thank oh, you very no. Much. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, we went to Target much. the other day and bought like the little like variety packs. <laughs> I, I, I got mine at Target too. Oh, I get trick man. or treaters. Oh my gosh, Twizzlers. wait. I almost asked it done. Were you going <laughs> to ask us if we go trick or treating? No, I was going to ask oh. if they celebrate Halloween in Canada. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't I know. Passed, right? I don't know. I don't know. Is it an American thing? I don't know. I, think I bet so. you they do. Can somebody? <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving was yesterday in Canada. Wait, mm-hmm. for real? For real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's it yeah. called? Uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, Apparently they do. Oh. Um, Halloween is celebrating Canada. And although it's not a public holiday, it's a very popular celebration that's considered the second largest commercially successful holiday in Canada. No way. Mm. Mm. Great stuff. (laughs) Great stuff. Well, so we go into her closet. She's in her candy striping outfit, which they don't call it candy striping anymore. What do they call it? Um, My niece's one. Oh, it has a different name. It's not called candy striping. But anyway, she's got the wallpaper. They're like taking out her summer things. The closet's amazing phone's ringing emily's on i mean i'm still in like nothing's the, the whole episode so far is still like good mm-hmm. i mean the clothes mm-hmm. bit was kind of dumb like yeah. she's so hashtag rich she's got to get rid of her summer things but you know <laughs> well and now, the maid the maid makes a comment to rory about how emily is trying to correct her wardrobe so you you see how emily is you know trying to c- control rory's direction and mm-hmm. um 
know, mm-hmm. put her in that mold of what she thinks Rory should be. Well, that brings me to my question. Do you guys think Emily was actually stuck in Helsinki or did she intentionally get stuck in Helsinki so that Rory had to take over the party? Mm. Fill in for her. Mm, I think she was actually stuck in Helsinki. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't think she would have wanted Rory to just jump in with both feet like that. She would have wanted to be with her the first time she hosted something, I think. Yeah. I don't think it was intentional. This was also me know. just thinking that she wasn't available for the episode. <laughs> yeah. I, like, literally, like, that yeah. was like the only thing that went through my head. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I like, wasn't in it at all. Yeah. Correct, but they are loaded. She could she's not gonna be stuck in Helsinki. They can fly out, like they can get a different flight, they can get a first class flight. Like I'm sort of inclined to think maybe maybe it was weather or something. I don't know. Well, I, knowing true, the episode that follows no, this, you might have no. a point, Amy. Thank you. It's, it's thank Helsin- you. It's Helsinki. Where is Helsinki? Finland. Finland. Is there weather in October in Helsinki? Of course there's weather in October in Helsinki. <laughs> it's just California where it's 100 degrees <laughs> in October. <laughs> and normally it's just 70. We just have so much 70. Uh, so, all right, a lot, well, of, a lot a, of 95, though. What are you talking about? 70? Where you in, are. Well, no, it's been 100 here. It's been 100. Well, here in, in Pebble Beach, it's 60 degrees every day. Doesn't matter. That's Doesn't what I'm degrees. saying. That's in, in, yeah. in Santa Monica, it's usually just 70. Nine. Well, it was, yeah, yeah. So, so Helsinki, to, Helsinki has could have so some nasty have, weather. So I might just be like fall. a conspiracy theorist, but mm-hmm. felt mm-hmm. like maybe she was just kind of shoving Rory into it to get to see if it, she could get her claws in in her. her I think that that would have been too delicious a, a storyline not to write scenes for. So truth, truth. Yeah. What's a canopy? Anybody? We should look that it's, up. It's like an app, like a like an hors d'oeuvre. Isn't it like a two-headed hummingbird? Is it the same as an hors d'oeuvre? Let's look up. I think it's a subset. Canapes. Yes. Like it's a type of hors d'oeuvre, a small mm-hmm. prepared and often decorative food. Small piece of bread or cracker topped with some savory food. Oh wow, they mm. it's they look delicious. I mean, have you had lunch? No, I'm starving. Thank I you. know. I can Thank tell. You so much. Everything's been about food. <laughs> so okay, hungry. so now we go to the baptism. <laughs> go to the baptism. Suki and Jackson are. What kind of food were they serving at the baptism? Let's get into that. Oh my god! Did you see that spread after in the town square? <laughs> that was like unbelievable. Literally, Wait, we're not um, at the baptism yet, are we? Not, yeah, we're, we're not, at yeah. the inn. We no, haven't no, even I'm checked into the inn. Cool. Correct, she's, guys. Wait, wait, wait. Everybody, she's very me. hungry. I we're going to start talking about the Baptist. Oh, got it, got we're it, getting got that, it. that we're right. learning mm. that there needs to be a baptism. Right. And Suki and Jackson are sort of fighting about it. And the, for me, the funniest part, and we all know we're not good at math either, we're like 48 plus 24 <laughs> uh, minus right, 9. And I was right, like, right. in my brain, I was like, I, I can't do it. That was great. <laughs> I thought McCarthy, Melissa McCarthy, hit it out of the park in this episode. Yeah, uh, she she was a f- she stole it for me. She featured actress, uh, really terrific stuff. I all love of her, when- all of her comedic uh, weapons. Yeah, were brought to brought to bear in this one. Yeah, yeah. The baptism thing was great for me. The whole 
trajectory of it from explaining they were having it to the family staying at the end to the family showing up at the end to the actual baptism. Satan can kiss my ass. Yeah. The Nick Offerman <laughs> stuff, the Rory versus Lorelai, even the Reverend, it, that all to me was like, great. It's yeah. never good to pause when they ask you to renounce Satan, Lorelai. <laughs> I also love when Lorelai was like, oh yeah, and the and the part, the after party to kind of like get Suki excited. Yeah. Like, oh, food. Like, it's like get her mind off of like the whole family coming yeah. to make her summer salads. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the full callback when she's like, the salads are great. She's like, they are. Aren't they? <laughs> Shout out to Astor Pro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off and I need something that works fast. That's where Astor Pro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. And it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, uh, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. And vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
this whole episode is so much food because then we go to the reception and I want to know what y'all think of Rory at this thing, but the salmon puffs. So what did you guys think of Rory? She was Emily's mini me. She just fell right into that role and, and went for it. Stagger their release. Stagger circulate, their release. circulate. This has garnish mm-hmm. on it. Right. I just, right. I don't know if I'm going to get hate for this, but I think it's just so awkward. Like it's yeah. so not natural. Mm-hmm. And it was like, cr- it's sometimes cringy to watch her speak that way. I'm like, I don't, I just don't buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, when she was screaming, somebody make some coffee. Like it just yeah, it was was kind of like someone said this was supposed to be Emily's line, and now Rory read it. Mm. Oh wow, Tara! Yeah, Yeah. I'm being a little mean, but no, 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 (laughs) no. I mean, it's fine. I wrote she's so something because I don't know what to how to describe her. I just said she's being so something, like in quotes. Like, what's wrong with her? He's acting like. Uh, she's taken on the role of uh, hosting a, a party for the a fundraiser, whatever it was for the DAR, mm-hmm. right? But even Rory, the Rory we've known, would right. have done it, would have done a good job with it, but would have had a lot of sarcasm with it. Yeah. Yeah. Had a little bit of Lorelai in her. Yeah. yeah. I and didn't like, realize. I don't point. know. I think, But I think that's the point, right? That she, because she's separated from her mother, right? Mm-hmm. That she's dropped the sarcasm. Maybe wow, the sarcasm. Wow, Scott. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe the sarcasm isn't something she wants to carry around on her back because she doesn't have that frustration or hostility. Wow. Because Scott, that's, that's what sarcasm a, that's is, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe she doesn't want to be that person. Right? That's yeah. interesting. Because you've always point. had a tiny little, I don't want to put words in your mouth, tiny little issue with the constant sarcasm right so uh, you're no, right. I, th- I think no i think it, i think it's uh, lorelei's character and i think it's the soul you know uh, it, it's sort of the manufacturing facility for the humor and the mm-hmm. jokey jokes and all the great stuff so it serves a you know dual purpose um but it also does define character Mm-hmm. And it defines personality, and maybe that's just an aspect that that Rory does not or no longer finds appealing, and that she doesn't want to carry it around. She doesn't have it in her to. She doesn't have that rage. She doesn't have that anger toward her parents. She does. Yeah, maybe want to separate a little bit. She maybe wants to separate a little bit from from Laurel. I doesn't mean she hates her. You know? It's really interesting that you're noticed that because. Maybe that's what's missing for me. She's not mm. funny right now. She's just so something. They, yeah. She does later do the funny line. Will it? What will match the baby? But the thing whatever. is, that's what makes Lorelai. Lorelai. Lorelai is going to yeah. be in that situation with Dar, and the jokes are coming, and the sarcasm's coming, yeah. and all the put downs, and all the funny ups, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not Rory. No, Rory's wow. Rory isn't that person. She don't. Well, she wouldn't do that. She would be. It would be out of character for her to do that. You know? Really good note because mm-hmm. I I was like, what is she missing? But she's missing being funny. She's a well, decent. She's a decent person. I'm not saying Lorelai isn't a decent person, but right. you know, that character, as I said, has the burden of that dual purpose. 
you know that sarcasm is the fuel of the show mm-hmm. was and i the only idiot that didn't realize they were at the house until they went out <laughs> to the side i was like oh my god the party's at the house like i thought it was down at the wherever oh. the dar is i was like whoa so that was sort of i don't know maybe my i was just out of it and then even if logan was you're talking about house, you're talking about emily's house yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah. I was so dumb. I didn't realize the party was at Emily's. I didn't. Until, it didn't really feel like Emily's. It didn't house. feel like it until they walked. Until outside. they went to the like patio. Yeah, yeah it, I didn't. I didn't recognize it as Emily's house. The, the, they had the paintings were were by the stairs. So when they were talking to the, uh, I can't Nora. I think over by the paintings, the stairs were in the background. So yeah, that the, was what I recognized uh, the Washington house. portrait. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that threw me off. But then I thought Logan was acting so weird that I was like, he's not even being polite. Like Logan knows how to fake it better. So that was a little weird to me. I'm like, dude, this guy. But he he just had an ass chewing from his dad, obviously. Right. Yes. We imagine you imagine the meeting that he just had with his dad before he came (laughs) to Rory. You'll never amount to screaming at the top of his lungs. You will inherit the mantle. You will get an MBA. You will mm-hmm. take over this company. I built this for you. You will not, you know, fly off to the pier for the weekend and be irresponsible mm-hmm. and buy clothes for your girls. You won't do that. You won't be that guy do you, that, because that's what a lot of the wealthy kids do. They, they, I, I've never, I have to compliment this show for really illuminating and i'm not expecting anybody in the listening audience to feel sorry for any of these people because i know they don't and they never will but imagine having a life where you don't get to make any choices and i know it's hard for people to imagine that you know uh but that's not the life he wanted. No, I I don't disagree with you, right? If you're not the life he to wanted, that's why he was business. in a bad mood. It's like I don't get to live my own life. I have to, I have to live the, you know, boo hoo, right. poor guy. He's right. going to be a billionaire. Oh, we feel so sorry. You got to work your daddy's empire, right? You got to take over your daddy's empire. Um, but as right, a human it's not what being, he wants. It's not what he mm-hmm. wants. I still think that's- he would have faked it and not been rude to those ladies. Well, I think also Rory being so much like Emily also didn't it was there were so many of those awkward pauses. Like if if the she had the Lorelai yeah. in her, like that banter, she would have like filled those gaps. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's what also made this scene even more awkward for me mm-hmm. was like when that Logan part came and I was like, All right, we're getting nowhere with <laughs> with this scene, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then we have the same thing comes up, which we'll talk about with Lane and Rory at first. I'm like, but, but let me let me go back to Logan at the party and his apparent rudeness. I think that was him, obviously not wanting to be in the presence of all these phonies. Of course, yeah, agree. I agree with you. He just this ain't his ain't his jam, man. He's not interested in pretending anymore. Yeah. He's like Lorelai. He mm-hmm. that it's like they yep have more in common. Nope. than anyone really has acknowledged yet right mm-hmm. oh it's i a, actually never thought of it that way yeah yeah right because he doesn't he wants his own thing and he's can totally controlled by his parents just like she was mm-hmm. unlike rory now rory, do you think that's why lorelei doesn't like logan i think she doesn't 
know yet. Hmm. Yeah. I think at first she still sees him as part of that world Mm -hmm. and doesn't really know yet that he's rebelling against it also. Yeah. But I don't, I think what she doesn't like is the obvious partying and the drinking and And the the stealing the, yeah. I think that's the part. I think, I think if he was, uh, you know, Logan 2.0, uh who was had his act together and was mm-hmm. you know all in on the family business i don't think lorelei would have a problem with it i wonder yeah. if you could ask lorelei which team she is like now this many years later not uh-huh. lauren but lorelei if you're like lorelei who do you think rory should have ended up with who mm. she would say mm. i'm not sure she would like logan in the movies i do but mm. There's some definite I don't think problems she would. there. I think she still has an issue with everyone. Yeah. Like like each has its None own each person right. has its own issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then there's a sad scene. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, this actually was rough. So she goes, we're back at Lorelai's house and she's feeding Paulinka and backing out of the room <laughs> in the dark. And then she's eating in bed, watching the video or deciding what video she wants to watch. And calls Rory's phone and the numbers disconnected. And that was, I literally just wrote in my notes, well, that's awful. Awful. You know what? You know what's really great about that character, that Laura-like character, is that even though, yeah, it was a sad scene and all that, she gave that dog the comfort and the space it needed to eat that food in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) And that's her character. All, yeah. she respects <laughs> she, she, she's in tune with just about everybody right and she accepts people for who they are she loves their quirks she loves them for who they are and she's willing to uh, nurture and support them mm-hmm. for who they are and i think that's one of the elements why people love that character so yeah yeah she, she's judged she was missing that in, in her way. life right mm-hmm. right exactly yeah. But she really isn't judgmental at all on that level. She's very yeah. accepting of everyone. Um, and, you know, that it's raw material for her jokey jokes. That's that that is another <laughs> fringe benefit of that. But she doesn't cut herself off from the world. She accepts everybody. It's kind of yeah. a wonderful thing. And, you know, on that same note, a lot of people wouldn't allow the space between them and their daughter right Mm -hmm. they would have either worked it out or you know i I, you know or sort of you you will talk to me you will you know like she's sort of able and you have to be fairly confident to do that to say okay like we won't speak right now Mm -hmm. and maybe she's capable of that because of the relationship she has with her parents I couldn't yeah, do that. She, she she said that to Luke in that in that kitchen conversation. She's like, Rory has to go through this and come mm-hmm. out the other end because R- Luke was saying like, aren't you going to do something about this? And she mm-hmm. was saying, no, I'm she's I'm just going to let her experience this. So I think that's kind of how it plays out over the next couple episodes. Is she's like, all right, this is what you chose. You live with this for a while and see how it goes. And that would be hard. I have to sort of commend her ability to do that. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. But in the past, like, you know, when they got into an argument and then Lorelai would kind of just like call, like kind of like 
what she wanted to do call and just be like hey remember when we watched that one movie mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. and i think that if her phone wasn't disconnected this mm. would have we would have had that lorelei or maybe a little bit of it lorelei and rory moment mm-hmm. and so i think for us the viewer seeing that not be able to happen is like it's just like gut-wrenching you know like you're yeah just, you feel bad yeah yeah. So what do we think would have happened if the phone wasn't disconnected? Like what if Rory had answered the phone? Would she have blown Lorelai off and been Mm-mm. like, hey, I've got this new life now? Or would Mm-mm. they have reconnected? I think that she would have engaged, but not fully jump back into Lorelai Rory mode. I think she still would be like standoffish, but but would have engaged in the conversation about whatever Lorelai I want to talk to her about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're both like sort of getting ready to like get over this somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like it's coming to an end. Hopefully. The question yeah. I guess is if Lorelai could get over it, even if Rory doesn't make life changes. Mm. Right. I don't know. Because then Lorelai would have to compromise on what she thinks and just accept that this is, what Rory is choosing that she's not going back to Yale, that would be hard for her to handle. I think if you called your kid and their phone was disconnected and you're already kind of estranged from them, you would have a full panic attack. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a bad sign. Yeah. I don't know how much we want to jump ahead, but that's the issue I had with Suki. Mm. Did Suki know? I don't know that Suki knew Lorelai didn't have the number. Suki, but Suki called the new number or got the new number right but she called emily mm-hmm. or she called the house or called emily yeah. got the number but we don't know that she didn't know that lorelei didn't have the number how would suki know that rory right. or emily didn't just say hey here's the new number but then also you have the scene with suki and luke saying well like here's you know the wedding topper part mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. she's like well can't you can't they figure it out like i i think suki is the best friend i think she's slacking because she should have given lorelei her daughter's new number or at least been like hey did you hear rory has a new number knowing that they haven't talked and then also why are you going to luke to say when's the wedding date when you know that lorelei hasn't resolved anything with rory and Suki's kind of just like sitting back and not helping the situation. I don't know. I feel like I I, I kind of disagree with you. I think Suki's mm. doing what she can do. She's totally orchestrated them mm-hmm. to each be the godmother so that they can be reunited. I'm not sure Suki has all the information you have, meaning yeah. I don't know that she okay. knows. Yeah. First of all, we don't. She's told Luke, I'm not going to plan the wedding until it's worked out. I think Suki's aware of that. So Suki sort of should respect that. And if Suki doesn't know that, then someone needs to tell her that. There was a part that she was like, I know, like, when is it going to get resolved? So that's right. So she's almost just wants the wedding planned for herself. Like, chill, girl, <laughs> let them yeah. work it out. I I felt like she she went to the diner and talked to Luke and found out that Luke doesn't really know anything more about this Rory Lorelai situation either. And that there's no one in sight. And then that's when she kind of decided like, all right, I'm just going to take this into my own hands and ask them both to be godmothers and make them come back together. Like, I feel like she made that decision after she had gone to Luke's and realized that 
Yeah, I, there, yeah, she's trying. No, yeah. I think she's trying. I think she's trying her hardest. I'm not even mad at her. I'm not mad at her for even orchestrating it. And even if she has the phone number, I don't care that she called. Like, she doesn't have to disown Rory just because Lori, Lorelai did. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, is Luke not supposed to talk to Rory? No, I guess I wish as the best friend, she just maybe like helped a little more. But now like, you, I mean, you have a point, like the whole godmother thing was a way of her orchestrating it somewhat for them to reunite. Yeah. And I think she's almost kind of doing it with a wink. It's not like she's even surprise attack. Like she kind of told them mm-hmm. they both know. Yeah. Cause Rory also woke up that next morning and said, I have to go see my mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. And vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. So before we get to that, Scott's favorite scene, Scott. Mm. So then we go into the pool house <laughs> and Colin and the whole Finn and the whole deal. And it's 
totally funny with my favorite line being Rory, any chance you're breaking up with Logan in the next one? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great line. <laughs> uh, uh, you forgot your milkmaid. <laughs> <laughs> the whole scene is like, I don't know why yeah, those guys, because you could easily hate those guys. <laughs> and yet I like want more of them. I could have oh. done 10 more of those scenes and no Zach and Brian. Oh, even though yeah. I like Zach and Brian. Yeah. I was They're good so comic cool. relief. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I'm surprised they didn't use them more. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you if you were like asking and I said to you, who's bigger character on Gilmore Girls, Zach and Brian or Colin and Finn? Who would you say? Uh, well, I think I think Zach and Brian are bigger characters, but I think Colin and Finn are delivering more laughs. I, I agree. I would have like. It's like they're a delight every time you see them. Uh, and. I don't know. I, I I think this Zach. Maybe I don't know. Do we want to spend a lot of time breaking down why Zach and Brian aren't popping, aren't funny? I maybe mean, it's just the chemistry between those two. Who knows? You know, it could be as simple as that. Well, that's a great mm-hmm. thought, Scott. Because Colin mm-hmm. and Finn and Logan, all three of them have great chemistry, and Lo- and it's when Rory is kind of at her best in this episode because she's sort of. It's not annoying when she's the straight man with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't need her to be funny or sort of amusing. She sort of is the straight man. I don't know. That whole scene to me was the best in the show too. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, maybe, maybe, maybe it's the Brian casting. Maybe the character itself isn't as well conceived as we mm. think it could have been. Um, Cause he's like a little bit dorky. Right, but what if they made a, a character even more spaced out than Zach? You know, I don't know. I think something my, that would have made Zach pop more because I think Zach has some really good stuff. Yeah, I like and him I, too. I, and I think Todd does a really great job with it. And I don't know that he has a lot to play off of with 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 that uh, Brian character. Right? How yeah. good can you make buying a bunch of equipment? <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I think it's also the storyline. Like, it's just spending $9,000 on equipment. I just, we kind of went nowhere with it. Like, so I don't know if they had much to play with when like Colin and Finn have this great line of, are you breaking up with Logan in the next 20 minutes? You know, it's just like the the random girl and him on the phone trying to get a girl. Yeah. And then Logan saying, no, you don't need to change your clothes. I'm into the hot librarian thing. The whole thing was sort of. It's very college and it's very amusing. Yeah. And it's yeah. that's what the band is kind of lacking. I, th- I mm. think the punchline of the band thing was not so much that um, that Zach and Brian went out and did that. It was more Lane's reaction to it. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be like the hit point in that storyline, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. it fell a little flat. Mm. Yeah. Like I think mm-hmm. it just stretched out too long. It didn't need to be like a whole scene of Yeah. Or five scenes, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott, here comes the topic. Or five scenes. Take a deep breath. Yes. The topic. I'm breathing. Yes, deeply. It's very interesting in this show. Yes. 
they really won't let your butt go. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't want to get into it. It's just uh, let's not dig deep into my butt. <laughs> <laughs> let's not. Do that. Oh god. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, yeah. It's just it's like uh, you know. It's just a recurring. It's I, it's a compliment. Suki's obsessed with Luke's butt. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's only from Suki. That's right. Yeah. It's so true. Uh huh. I also had a question. Could have been an interesting storyline, right? Had they pursued that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Could you I mean, why not just go for it, right? <laughs> Way to throw it out there. If they yeah. had a, that becomes a totally different show. Suddenly it's Melrose right. place. <laughs> I mean, if they're gonna if they're gonna objectify the character to that degree, just go for it, right? Just just go ahead and have a buttathon, right? <laughs> the best line, the best line is when you say, "Me and my butt are staying out of it." Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Here, I've never been a, a restaurant server. But wait a minute, weren't you especially? I don't. What's the word? Sal, salivatory. Salivating. Yeah. Salivating. Salivatory with all of those wonderful dishes that Luke was yes. serving during that yes. scene. So here's uh-huh. my question. Has any mm-hmm. raise your hand if you've been a waiter? I worked in an ice cream store. Oh, sure. I've been a waiter. Yeah. Is it common to be like turkey with Swiss, you know, burger with cheddar? Like they, he he really calls out the order. Yeah. Like, so I I'm think that to, that used to be they, they still do it today. Like mm-hmm. in a diner. Yeah. I feel like in a diner. Yeah. 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 Maybe BLT with fries. But like yeah. in a yeah. fancy restaurant, I don't remember them ever being like. Lamb chops. Well, yeah, they're a fancy oh, restaurant. They're not slinging hash. Of course not. They're not like filet <laughs> mignon with a That's for you. I feel it, like yeah. sometimes they do. Just depends yeah. where you are. There's yeah. a hundred year chardonnay for you over here. You got that? Let me pour that. You know, no. In this one, they're just still like turkey burger with a swiss. Like I was like, okay, I'm into it. I, you know, Luke knows how to run a diner. It's it's a nice it's a nice yeah, introduction to your to your meal. It gets presented to you. BLT up, dang. Order <laughs> up, dang. I also love uh, that Suki left her mother in law in the car. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I should have cracked the window. Amy, for some reason, I cannot imagine you being a waitress in a diner. I worked in an ice cream store. I, I just, I'm sorry. No, I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. yeah, it's okay. I don't mm-hmm. think it's or, I just don't know that I'm I, good I at can that. imagine you being the only waitress in the diner and handling it. <laughs> First of <laughs> all, I don't think I could balance all those plates and I think I'd get irritated. Would you? I'm not I don't know. I I, I can be kind of smiley. Like we have to do that at events and stuff, very smiley. Mm-hmm. And then I'm real over it. Like I just would keep going back in the kitchen and being like, oh, <laughs> like the rest of the world, like everybody else in the yeah, world. Yeah, does everybody go back in the kitchen? And like, I hate table. Yeah, are you like you turn around and you're just like, like put like your smile becomes just like a frown, <laughs> just like your face the hurts from smiling. The eye rolls, mm-hmm. <laughs> permanent eye roll. I'll That's tell you I- when I when I was wait when I was a waiter, I was genuinely charming. Hmm. So I have that going. I see for that, me. I guess. I once got a quarter as a tip and I no. went oh outside God. and I threw it at the guy. Threw it. I knew. Were you bad? Sir? Like, did you deserve the quarter? No, I did not. I deserved a real tip. Rude. 
Yeah, I wasn't rude. I was a I was a wonderful waiter. I was, no, they were rude. Yeah, I give quarter. a bad. I give a, a great tip even with bad service. I always, I always say I always give yeah. a great tip even I if the person's too. a disaster. I'm like, you know what? You're probably you're having trying. a bad day. You right? Know? Like I, here, I, I'm just gonna shower you with kindness. Not all <laughs> the time. Not all the time. I always do. I give. Yeah. I love being a big tipper and I'm not like some celebrity that tips a thousand dollars, but I always, and now since the pandemic, 25%, I try to do 25%, mm-hmm. but I don't go to like thousand dollar meals. I mean, 25% when you're, I give big tips when I get, sandwiches. when I, when I, when I order for takeout. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And people are real mad about that iPad, but I'm like, you know what? Well, I will say the iPad thing. I, <laughs> I was at a concert and I picked up the shirt and held it up against me and then they asked for a tip and i was just like but i picked up the shirt <laughs> like a you know tip what on I mean? a shirt is a little weird that, you know what, you, well, you know what you say yeah tara you know what you say what did you want a tip plant your corn early that's oh, what you oh that's that's dad don't sit jokes. on any that's cold that's benches <laughs> but like at macy's if they're suddenly asking me for tips that's going to be uncomfortable yeah like restaurants i'm buying but if you're like at a concert or like you know macy's it's like yeah but I, it's yeah, become a thing because the cost of living is so high yeah that people are not getting by on their on their wages right they yeah. have to enhance it with a tip that's why sometimes at macy's they help me more Com- than when i'm getting a sandwich like well my mom works in retail and she really? gets commission. So yeah, order commission, sandwiches at, yeah, you right. can order a sandwich at Macy's while you're sh- no, what? but I'm saying when I'm, sh- if I'm at Macy's, sometimes that person, I like that sweater. Me. And could I have a cheeseburger? Cool. <laughs> that would be amazing by the way. And at Neiman Marcus, they do have a delicious. Yeah. Does, does the, the, do the these shoots come with fries? What, what's <laughs> combine it? First of all, they should do that. They should give you like what? snacks while you walk around and shop and like target. Like well, at the, real, at the really high-end places, they have champagne. True. And like the, yeah. They try to get you hammered, so you just keep like buying pretty stuff. woman boutiques. <laughs> did, did anyone even find it amusing that they went in her underwear drawer and all that bit with Lane? No, well, and then when she locked no, nothing, it. Listen, can we just agree nothing about that scene was funny? Yeah, yeah we can. So, okay, then we go to sort of the library room of the inn and they're putting Mm -hmm. away the games, which I noticed were Monopoly and Life, and the DVDs, which I tried to see as many as I could. My Fair Lady, Accidental Tourist, I think Rudy was in there. Mm. That was kind of like, just to me, I didn't even, I don't even know what they talked about because I was so obsessed with the background. I was like, what can I see? What can I see? Mm -hmm. And then, oh my God, wait, is it? Oh no, so this is where... Has the family come in yet? I don't think uh, they have. No. So this is where we see uh, Suki's got her binder. I think it, she's got a binder that says like favorite recipes. Oh, and this is where we learn they're both going to be the godmothers. That's what it is. That Suki wants them. They're sitting on the twall couch with the dragonfly pillows. And she talks about them being godmothers. Thoughts? I thought that was funny when um, Lorelai was trying to come up with all these other people that could do it instead and suki had all these excuses why all these different people oh she moved yesterday to peru (laughs) 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 wait when forgive me with my notes when does the family come in well it was when wasn't it when they said that Bo thinks lorelei's a nympho yes but like why we kind of jumped around 
Did I not? Like, where? What's? Where is that scene? Did I miss that? That's like right after. Um, oh yeah, Logan. because we, we did skip that, you guys. Yeah. I'm so sorry because yeah. we started to talk about the butt scene, mm-hmm. and the family's already there because the mother-in-law's in the car. So we must talk about that scene when the family rolls in. <laughs> Michelle's just like so doesn't want to be there (laughs) the Nick Offerman stuff and I thought Lorelai was hilarious and or Lauren with that just like Mm -hmm. (laughs) he was just my favorite favorite part of the whole thing yeah for sure he stole all of those scenes oh my god he's so amazing uh, All right, so and wait a minute. I what guess? about Suki walking up to Lorelai saying, "Uncle Louie hugged me too long." <laughs> <laughs> well, and then when they're both like, "We're uh-huh. so so sorry," so like sorry, just so apologizing sorry. for him. And then Michelle Michelle oh. had a great line when he said, uh, "He'll be going to the family's coming. I'll be going to, to nail down the furniture." Yeah, <laughs> all of his lines, honestly, in that scene were great. Oh yeah, oh, Michelle's lines. Yeah. Totally, it's just hilarious. The whole thing that was just all hilarious for me. Ah, uh, summer—the best time of the year. Usually, it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. So then we sort of have the parallel scenes. So we have the two scenes. Luke and Lorelai waking up, alarms going off. She's holding up the dresses. And we have the exact same scene, basically, with Logan and Rory. So I would love to hear from you guys what you thought about that technique of, like, the same exact scene. Even though they're not talking DNA is destiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it kind of showed that maybe they're not as far apart as they seem to be like they're still on parallel tracks they just have Mm -hmm. to come back together because they're they're not really as different as they seem right now and those scenes were fine those scenes Mm -hmm. were fine yeah so then we get to lanes to me this was so awkward and i couldn't figure out why why were lane and rory just so awkward then they kind of get in their groove but i was like this is awful. I think it's because of the equipment talk. <laughs> right. Because it wasn't funny. It wasn't yeah. funny. Yeah. And Rory felt weird being back in town. And it just, yeah, the whole thing was kind of off kilter. It's like, here's, it's like two characters trying to be earnest with each other. Yeah. You know, without humor. And that's not the show. It seemed like a different show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And was it supposed to be awkward? Like, were we supposed to be like, oh, it's so awkward. They haven't seen each other in a bit. And they just, or was it just bad at writing? Like, what was going on? If that she's been, was- if they haven't seen each other since she, before the tour, it's been a couple months, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So usually phones. they handle stuff like that in the show where, you know, they plan to get together and then Lane shows up or Rory shows up and they jump up and down and they hug each other and you, yeah. they, they're right easy. But I think it's it's depicting that Rory has somewhat broken ties mm-hmm. with Stars Hollow. Mm-hmm. Lane is a part yeah. of, It's like she's, mo- she's attempting to move on. Great point. Yeah. yeah. Great and point. Even, she's even, awkward and, with and, everybody. And, and the awkwardness was... The, you know the star of the scene the awkwardness yeah, with yeah. Lorelai that's an, a new element that we have to deal with this is the reality of you know breaking up with a mother breaking up with a friend and breaking up with a town yeah and embracing her new life and her new self because it's like you know it's like uh uh you know yeah butterfly coming out of the chrysalis right so Kirk still pulled it off but yeah. is it a butterfly <laughs> Is it a butterfly? Kirk was funny. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing the suit my father was buried in. <laughs> She's all hurt. I'm and not going like, to touch that. I've done some high fives and some peekaboo sessions. <laughs> <laughs> what a bizarre human being. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy got a real new haircut for the baptism, too. Uh, that looked like um, a brand new haircut to me. Mm. My husband noticed that too. I didn't pick up on that, but he's like, "Oh, oh I was like, oh, yeah." <laughs> and I, I, I'll always give a shout out to Lorelai's fashion. Her fashion is unbelievable. Oh my god! But and I know we need to talk about the scene with the Reverend. The biggest stress for me, literally, massive stress, 
very massive stress. The baby yes. with her necklace. Yes. Like That's I was so like, <laughs> this is so bad. Like those were not rubber babies. Those were real no, babies. Those were real that baby babies. was like gonna choke and die on that necklace. I was like, what, what are you guys doing? That was all I could see in that scene was the baby with the fistful of necklace. I'm like, I hope none of the beads break off. Like, <laughs> it was stressful. Mm. I was like, oh, my God. Like, somebody's got to help that baby, not that necklace. Like, oh, my. Get a beaded necklace that wasn't that. That looked like it could have choked. I, I was beyond. <laughs> so I also couldn't figure out at first why Lorelai was so mad. You know, when... And we learn it's because of the phone. But she was doing face acting of mad. And I'm like, what is she so mad about? Did you guys know? That mm. that was kind of a cringy scene for me. Just the way, I mean, like, you're at a baby's baptism. Like, just suck it up for 20 yeah, totally. until this is over. Like, I couldn't believe she, like, walked out with the kids. With the kids. In the middle of the whole with thing. With her I was best like, friend. What are you doing? Yeah. And then gets irate with a tiny baby in her arm and that baby picking up all the negative vibes there. That's that's traumatizing for a child. Yeah. You know? And it was like, I, I, yeah, not great. Not yeah. Great. And kind of like, really, you're mad at her for calling Rory like she didn't know that you didn't have the phone number. Like, stop it. Mm -hmm. That was just. I don't know. The scene with the Reverend to go back was funny. We're a that bit was classic. Lost. That was <laughs> we're a bit loud. Mary's my Ma Mary's my homie. I yeah. got two T-shirts of Mary's my homie. I uh, like good over <laughs> evil. <laughs> Wait, what was with Nick Offerman dro dropping all the change? Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. What was that? Was he offering? It was, was that his offerings to? Uh, what, what was he doing? What I, was I just think it was him being uncouth and <laughs> not knowing how to behave. He had a lot of change know. and stuck <laughs> his butt in everybody's just, face. First, I thought it was so he could bend over in front of Lorelai. I was I just like, you, I bet baby. you it's an homage to an old movie that we're not aware. You, you know what I'm saying? We just don't know the, the reference that they were salad? making. What is that? He's so amazing. He's even way better than he was the last time he was on. Oh, yeah, gosh. yeah. This time was I. Yeah, I agree. Oh my god, it was so good. And that this the after party of the baptism. Like I, I want to be invited to that. I would be so stoked. The food I was incredible. Try the salads, <laughs> beautiful weather out there in the town square. Like I just was like, oh, I love it. Mm. Then, first of all, always uncomfortable to see someone talking on their cell phone while driving. Yeah, I thought that that was a big mistake. You they know, didn't just, that back was, then though. What? Everyone, yeah, people did it back then. You were just Every everybody was just gabbing on their cell phones while driving. There yeah, but no, everybody, like, everybody knew it was a bad idea. People <laughs> just did it because it wasn't a what they weren't getting busted for it. But everybody knew it was distracting and a bad idea. <laughs> that scene didn't age well. Under the category, didn't age well. Totally, I was like, yeah. oh, that is so. Right. She's on her phone dialing while right. driving. Right. I'm like on that itty bitty phone. Like, right. oh god. Mm -hmm. 
And then off they go to the airport to catch the helicopter, which I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. What else? I mean, it's just very like, I don't know. This whole episode for me, like Rory is just not Rory. Like, I don't think she, I mean, well, now she's not in school, so she can go wherever she wants. But like, when was Rory just, like, she would barely go to New York with Jess. Right. Well, it's like how did her. how did we fall in love with Rory, right? Part of it was how she was in relationship with Dean. Part yeah. of it was how she was mm-hmm. in a relationship with uh, uh Jess. Mm-hmm. And now she's with a hard drinking wealthy kid <laughs> who drowns a sorrow in a couple of glasses of whiskey and uh <laughs> Gets her on the family helicopter to the Pierre for the weekend. It's not, it's unrecognizable. You're right. It is, she is unrecognizable. We do not recognize this person anymore. She's been, Mm -hmm. she's transformed out of all recognition at this point. Um, Yeah. But, you know, that's, that happens. Can I throw in one quick question for no, you guys? No, sorry, Suzanne, we don't have time. Yeah, thanks no, for no coming. Okay, Great thanks show, right off. Really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> what did you guys think about the scene where Rory comes up to Lorelai and says, offers her her phone number, and Lorelai is like, <gasps> oh, thanks. That was weird. I thought yeah. that was a little petty. It was that very was petty. Right. right. Great call clearly, out. Clearly that was she's weird. upset, right. so like, why don't you just now it's this game of like how long can they be apart like yeah I, you know what i mean like just just take the phone number like you don't have to call her if you don't want to but like it is your daughter what if there's an emergency and you want to call right. her I don't but know. here's the thing this even though she's trying to separate even though rory lacks the hostility and the sarcasm right She's still her mother's daughter. Mm-hmm. So what she does have is her stiff upper lip and mm-hmm. her and she's stubborn. Just like Lorelai. Yeah. Lorelai mm-hmm. doesn't back down. Roy doesn't back down. Mm-hmm. hmm That's where they're similar. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So comfortable to watch, but it was true. It was true to character. I thought. But yes, kinda. Like, whoa. No. Mm-hmm. Nobody's mm-hmm. given an inch there. No. Yeah, Not it was yet. yeah, it was oof. Yeah, because mm. at first you think, well, maybe the baptism will bring them a little bit closer. And then when that phone number thing happened, then you're like, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dashed all hope, right? Yes. <laughs> now, uh, I don't uh, was the Rosie O'Donnell film at the end, right? That was the very last. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you couldn't have had a better ending, I think. Um, and then she uh, says, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not right. the same. Right. Do you think the Rosie O'Donnell stuff make, obviously it lightened it up, but did it make it even more tragic? <sighs> or sad? I don't want to say tragic, but sad. It's, it's a natural rhythm in the in the life and the relationship of a mother and a daughter to sort of separate a little bit right it's hard for me because i wish i could remember i I remember that movie Mm -hmm. coming out it's hard for me because it it, i don't think it endured in pop culture the way other things maybe would have so what are you talking about that the rosie o'donnell movie because the the clip took me out of the scene 
I was mm-hmm. so sort of hyper-focused on the <clears throat> Rosie O'Donnell clip and sort of that performance that I'm like, I, 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 I lost Lorelai a little but bit. But wait a minute. Don't you think it had more impact because that, because it made you laugh a little bit? And then we go, oh, we realize now we're, we're in this state of Lorelai is like nothing, not even that can make Lorelai laugh. It's making us laugh. Well, and not even random pop culture. Because they're not watching Top Gun, right? They're not watching mm-hmm. like something that it, it's very, right. they love. It's obscure. not the same to wa- because mm-hmm. my daughter and I would watch this movie and roll on the floor with laughter. Or at least chip away at it, comment on it. She can't do it alone. Right, right. I think she's trying that, to do it alone. Right. I think that commenting on it, and mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah, I don't know. It, it made it a little bit more sad to me too. Like just, oh. Mm-hmm. I think it. I I personally didn't know what movie it was, so it took me out of it. I was like, is that Rosie O'Donnell? Like it. it for me, as someone who didn't know the movie, I was just like, hmm. Rosie I think O'Donnell. it didn't do well, yeah. that movie. It had it. It was a sort of very talked about. What movie was it? Wasn't it riding in. It was riding the bus with my sister. Or something? Yeah, I, I wasn't it was, familiar with it either. I remember it. And it's very lo- their kind of movie. You know, they watched the Brady Brides and like sort of these random things that right. weren't mm-hmm. huge. So. it Yeah, it's something that she wouldn't watch alone. Yeah, riding the bus with my sister. Yeah. All right. So, what are you giving uh, the episode? What are you? So, do I it? reveal Danielle's not baby name before we give the reviews of or the ratings of the episode, or do we do the ratings of the episode? No, do it now. Do it now. We're okay. tired of actually kind of tired of waiting for it. Let's go. <laughs> really, it's like, can you just? Say she it? almost named her baby, which I love that she didn't do it. She almost named the baby Milo. God, I was right. Really? <laughs> Milo Moreno. So almost happened. So when oh. she comes back, she can tell everybody the name she did choose. <laughs> oh, I randomly just thought about that when we were talking about it <laughs> in the beginning. So <laughs> so what does everybody give this episode? Uh, Suzanne. Uh, I'm going to give this 9.5 wow. uh, salmon, salmon puffs. Nice. Oh, good, good, nice. Good nice. Tara. I'm going to give it a 6.5 VHS tape. You're bringing out the axe to this episode. You're chopping this tree down. I just, Rory really bugged me in this episode. I just thought it wasn't genuine. (laughs) Okay. All right. 8.9 potato um. salads. Uh, I'm going to give it, uh, I enjoyed the heck out of this. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a 9.7, uh, uh, Kirk, uh, suits that his father's (laughs) was buried in. That's what I'm going to give it. Wait, what was the number? 9.7. Oh, 9.7. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't care. Like, like when the when the Zach Bryan Lane stuff comes on, I don't care, and it's yeah. fine. And it's, yeah, it, it yeah, yeah. It doesn't irritate me. It doesn't bother me. I, I sort of enjoy that too. 
But I'm, I know, I just kind of know I'm not going to get a big laugh. If I get a big laugh, then that's great. And I did with from Zach with the, ooh, yeah, that stuff. I thought it was good. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap it up for this one. Uh, next episode, uh, season six, episode five, we've got magic to do. Thank you, ladies. Uh, Suzanne French, Tara Sood, Amy Sugarman. Uh, remember, we, I, I'm all in. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Forget follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 